Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. So about Michael Jordan, how you going to hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in. Hello and welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast, where we answer the age-long question, how can you hate from outside the finals when you can't even get in? But today we're going to talk about draft prospects, and if we got the draft right, if you listened to our previous podcast, probably a couple months ago during the draft times, Jason really went into depth and really broke down what he thought about each player and how each team should draft. Did an amazing job with that. Clap it up for Jason if you're not already. We're going to give him the quick claps. Hold on one second. Gracias. Oh, man, he's he's amazing. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to talk about the draft, um, just regrade our draft, you know, what he did as far as that. And a lot of these guys, you know what I mean, they're not going to be hating from outside the finals. They're, a lot of these guys are showing great potential, mm-hmm. um, and they're definitely going to make a big impact if they haven't already. Mm-hmm. All right, Jason, you want to start it off? Yeah, uh, let's, let's start it off with uh, the number one guy on our board was Jalen Green. Now, um, if you check out stats right now, uh, he's not leading the rookies in scoring uh, yet, but he is like top three, top five. He's averaging like 14 points per game. But the reason why I had him number one is because he was a freak athlete, missed with good skill, and had the by far the highest upside of any shooting guard. It was insane. And I feel like after watching 25 games, I feel the exact same. Nobody has a higher upside than him. He has the potential to be the best shooting guard in the league. That's I feel like we definitely got that right. Uh, we got I think we got that right having him higher than Cade. So yeah, what do you what are you thinking about Jalen Green so far? I'm thinking athletic wise, it should, Cade is leaps and bounds above the competition. The Cade just comes in differently because he's more of like. I wouldn't say a traditional point guard, but he has mm-hmm. more vision and IQ than I would say Jalen Green does. Jalen Green is really going to be like one of those guards. He's going to be like an uber athletic guard. Like he, we're going to see like Derrick Rose because he has such a great motor, great first step. We're going to see like you know what I mean, um, Russell Westbrook type, you know, athleticism. Or you know, if we want to talk about shooting guards, maybe you know you said it before like mike or zach levine you know what i mean mm-hmm. maybe just a different just a step above or maybe even a Dwayne wade young Dwayne wade he was really athletic True you know what goodness. i mean and quick so um that's probably what amazing. we're really gonna see from him i'm really impressed with that with that young houston core i mean yeah they're not winning a lot of games right now but mm-hmm. they have a lot of potential they're yes. going to keep growing and it's going to be scary for the rest of the nba once they get going especially as long as they have that combo that duo with kpj and um and Jalen Green is going to be scary for the rest of the NBA as soon as they develop. Yeah, I, I like what they're doing by throwing them both in the fire because neither one of them is 
natural point guards, right? Neither yeah. one of them is great decision makers, but they're both borderline good and have potential to be six assists per game guys, six to seven, mm-hmm. that are doing it at an efficient level. And I mean, they turn over the boat ball a ton. They make bad decisions a ton. The eye test will tell you that when you watch the Rockets play, they look young. They look very non-seasoned. They look like just a super young team. So, uh, But I like what they're doing, the pairing. Uh, so yeah, you know, I love Jalen Green. I, I he flashes a lot of shot creation ability that I was thinking that I would see from his three point shot has been streaky. So hopefully that gets fixed longer throughout the season. But yeah, I love what I'm seeing from Jalen Green. And they're also so young, you know yes. what I'm saying? Because Jalen Green went to the G League. He came right out of high school, and went to the G League, mm-hmm. and now he's in the NBA. So he has a lot of room. For improvement, a lot of room for improvement. And that should yes. be scary for the rest of the NBA that a player like that jumped from high school basically into the NBA after one season. So that should be, they should be like, have him on notice for sure. Cause when he grows, it's gonna be over. Yes. Every shot that he takes too is a tough shot. Like it's, it's a shot creation off the dribble. It's, there's a difference between just standing in the corner and getting wide open shots and being uh, that kid from Gonzaga. I can't think of his name who hasn't done much. Grayson Allen? No, uh, he was drafted. Oh, no, he came from the went to the Wizards. He played with Jalen Suggs, six foot six, white guy. Dang. Let's see. The Zags. Corey Kispert. Corey okay, Kispert. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I tried to think of mullet for some reason. I was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, do you want to? Do you have anything else you were thinking about J- uh, Jalen Green? Nope. Go ahead. All right, but all right. The next person is who was our number two on the power ranking was Cade Cunningham, and I feel like we also got that right uh, because if he was the next Luka Doncic and this generational talent that everybody's talking about, why is he not blowing everybody else away for Rookie of the Year? Yeah, I mean seriously, the rookie, the highest scoring rookie right now is literally fifteen point three points, and it is Cade right at this moment. But it's fifteen point three points, and the next guy, Scotty, who's fifteen point one, who's not skilled, highly skilled at scoring the basketball. So, right. like, if that is what he is, Luca would be averaging twenty. You know what I mean? So. I, I I think we got the whole pullback right from he's he's a good base and he's going to be a very good player, but calling him the next Luca and his generational talent was wrong. They throw around generational talents at the wrong players a lot, players who don't have high athleticism upsides that just come into the NBA polished, and it kind of confuses people because once you get to the next level athleticism speed and length matters so much more in college mm-hmm. there's some people who do way better in college than the NBA and it is just it's just a little bit of misunderstanding he's he's like 95% of what everybody thought he was going to be but what's what we said he was going to be coming out of the draft hopefully it proves me wrong oh uh, you know i don't don't want you know I if he does become that, I'll tell you, and I'll tell you I'm wrong. But yeah, we'll we'll see what happens. Right now, it's kind of what we expected. Yeah, what are you thinking about, Cade? 
Yeah, so that's kind of where I was going with this, especially when I had mentioned him in versus Jalen Green, because a lot of times it was a big toss-up between who was going to go number one, Jalen Green or Cade. It was kind of thinking, like, would we take Cade over Jalen? Would we take Jalen over Cade? I think that you did it absolutely right. You put Jalen over Cade, and Cade should have went number two. But Detroit did miss out because the um, Houston chose correctly. Um I think it would have been more of an instant impact with Jalen Green, you know what I'm saying, versus Cade. I mean, even though Cade is, you know, the highest scoring point, I mean, the highest scoring rookie right now, he just has a different level of of intangibles and of abilities than Jalen does. So, like I said, Jalen is more of the uber athlete. That's not really Cade's game. He's more seeing the floor, vision, IQ, passing ability, more like that. He's more of a traditional guard. And that's kind of what made like these older guys, because not many young guys in NBA media. That's what made like these older guys like, oh my god, we fell in love with this guy. He should have. He's like the next generation talent because, like you said, polished. He looks more like a not on the level, but he looks like a Chris Paul. You know, a really traditional point guard. Like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm looking to pass the ball. I'm going to set up the, the offense. You know what I mean? Types. You know, that's the kind of guard that he was. That he's really looking like. So that's really that's he's become a heartthrob for like these '90s guys. Yeah. I can see that for sure. Yeah, he's he's a good passer though. Now, I, 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 his eye test is is about what I thought it would be. So, no, we got that right. Yeah. Our right, our third, which I mean, we, he probably shouldn't have been third uh, because of a guy we were wrong about. Um, but Jonathan Kaminga was three. Um, so Jonathan Kaminga's stats is not going to really show you anything amazing, but he's also playing for the Golden State Warriors who are trying to win an NBA championship. So they're not really focusing on player development, but he has a role in an, uh, you know, he came out as like a guy that was raw offensively, but showed a lot of flash, had great size. I was like, man, he could be the next. I literally said he reminds me a lot of Kawhi Leonard and his game and his body. Mm-hmm. And he's reached that defensive potential way faster than I thought. They literally use him as an energy defensive piece, like in situations, and it's really impressive. And you know what's something crazy? You already know how we could, I know we got this right. Steve Kerr, in an interview, said that Jonathan Kuminga reminds him of Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. So, I mean, if <laughs> the greatest coach in basketball thinks that Jonathan Kuminga is the next Kawhi Leonard. We said it first. He's a developmental, high upside, great body. He looks a lot like Kawhi. He got put in a perfect spot, a a team that knows how to develop talent. Excited to see for the future. What are you thinking? And that's also, uh, he's another one of those G League guys who came from high school right into the G League and now mm-hmm. in the NBA. Like, so if he's saying, if Steve Kerr, you know what I'm saying, one of, arguably one of the greatest coaches right now in the history of the NBA, yeah. if he's saying that he looks like Kawhi Leonard, that should be scary for the rest of the NBA. A lot of these players are just scary for the rest of the NBA because he's still very young and he, like Jalen Green, has a lot of room for improvement. Yeah. A lot of room for improvement. And if they're already showing flashes like this, especially he's like on the perfect team right now. I mean, who better would you want teaching your I mean, teaching your next defensive anchor except for Draymond Green, which is probably the best defensive player in the NBA. Yeah. Outside well, of Kawhi Leonard. Dear goodness, defensive basketball IQ, he's in a completely different stratosphere than everybody else in the NBA's players. Yeah. Couldn't be more you right. Would want him, you would want him mentoring this guy. You would want yeah. him building this guy. And I think that along the lines that if Golden State may develop this talent, you know, in Jonathan Kaminga, but I think that what they will end up doing, and this is just maybe just a, you know, maybe a out of the 
I mean, out in the blue kind of opinion. But I think they might develop him in order to use him as trade assets because they have two guards. They just, I mean, two guys they just drafted: Josh Christopher and um, Jonathan Kaminga. I mean, was it Josh Christopher? Right? It was Moses Moody. Moses Moody. Okay, yeah, Josh Christopher went before Moses Moody. So yeah, it was Moses Moody, and you know they're both not getting a lot of playing time. They they play a little bit, but they might develop these talents in order to be for them to become trade assets in the future. Yeah, that really might happen. Yeah, you might, might do it better than Denver. Yeah, <laughs> they do everything better than Denver. <laughs> yeah, except exactly. draft. Denver, Denver does a hell of a job drafting. <laughs> but what do they do with it? Get off the soapbox. We'll get to that later. Oh goodness! All right. So the next, the next guy was number four, and we got this guy wrong, Evan Mobley. Um. So basically, yeah, he was he was the number one pick for the Cavs. Uh, Evan Mobley was number four in our power rankings, and I thought that his body was too slim to be a center and pound inside, and I didn't think his skill would translate. I don't know what I was smoking, and I should have seen that he would be an amazing power forward because he's seven foot. He can shoot over everybody. Now that ball handling comes into play. Now his lankiness comes to play. He doesn't have to bang with anybody down low. He's a world-class power forward, and I should have yeah. seen that. Uh, but, yeah, Evan Mobley, I, I love the way he's playing. If I had to choose right now the rookie of the year so far for, like, the best player at this moment in time, I would choose Evan Mobley. I couldn't agree with you more. He's an amazing defender, great rebounder. He, he does a lot of things on the court. So what do you think about Evan? Oh, yeah. When we talk instant impact, there's no other guy on the court, you know, out of this class, in my opinion, who really had an instant impact besides, you know, um, Evan Mobley. I mean, instant impact. He's already basically leading the team right now. And it's kind of weird because, like, he's so young. Mm -hmm. But he's... But, like, they've been winning games. Like, he's really, like, the culture in, Cle- in Cleveland has really changed. Shout out the home team. Yes, sir. They, changed. they started winning a lot more games. Him and um, Darius Garland are really meshing really well together, mm-hmm. which is a great look. I mean, that's that doesn't look too good for Colin Sexton. Sorry. But that, <laughs> <laughs> that looks great for him, for Evan Mobley and Darius Garland, because they're uh-huh. probably going to end up being the two centerpieces for this team going yes. forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with you. That's a good pairing. That pick and roll is going to be scary for a long time because Kadarius Garland can space out so far. Uh, yeah. His deep three point shooting range. So yeah, I, I yeah, he's he's special. He's he is um, he has the potential to be close, like ninety eight, ninety seven percent of Anthony Davis. That that's that's his upside. Now that's Anthony Davis was literally on our top ten of our power forward rankings of all time already. Yeah. So. Ridiculous, insane. He's yeah, so and special. Go ahead. And we're talking to Anthony Davis, not street clothes. It's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His defense. He's such an amazing defender. Evan Mobley, man. Yeah. So switchable. Perfect fit in the Kurt NBA. For sure. All right. The next guy was James Booknight. And when I wrote this, I was saying, like, we don't know yet because... The, the head coach is like a Spurs disciple, and as we know, he doesn't really play rookies that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, a good example is the guy who won Rookie of the Year last year didn't play get the starting lineup until after halfway through the season. So uh, that's Lamella Ball. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the other night I was watching, they had seven starters out, or five. Five starters out. Basically, no, five starters out. Five people were not healthy. 
and he dropped, I think, 28 against the Sacramento Kings. So that was his coming out party. Definitely saw a lot of shot creation ability. What what I was seeing coming out of the draft, I feel like it's it's the kind of things I was excited about. It's it's raw because his decision making isn't good when it comes to passing and like dealing with like really great defenders yet. But I think his potential is very obvious. He's definitely like a like a. Um... A developing score and he's really good at it i mean just to 28 that was really something special and then he has a great feel for kind of i mean i wouldn't say he has a great feel for the defense it's still developing that but i did see one highlight from that game where he like dunked it like really <laughs> like he banged on somebody it was yeah. amazing i was just like wow yeah. and so basically what i'm trying to get in here <clears throat> is saying that even though the magic is kind of like I mean, no, it's not Magic, right? Charlotte, right? Yeah, because mm-hmm. Cole Anthony plays with Magic. Yeah. Charlotte is really, really, really good right now um, with with Lamelo Ball, and you know, and Terry Rozier, and you know, Miles Bridges is coming out, things like that. They are doing a great job developing these talents. A lot of these talents are already talents, and they don't really need much developing. But as long as James Booknight can somehow fit into that, they have a they have a good good core, young core going forward. Yeah, because um, just with all his, you know, because he can come off the bench, you know what I mean? Maybe and pick up the and pick up the pace. He could be like a Lou Will. Yeah, for them. Yeah, yeah, I think that that he does have that potential by the end of the year if he keeps on developing the way he is. Uh, so yeah, I agree with you. All right, the next man on this list, number six, was uh, Donovan Mitchell. Davion Mitchell, my Davion bad. Mitchell. Yeah. So, you know, it's he's he got drafted to a terrible spot to see his offensive scoring capabilities. Um, so, but, you know, he is what we thought he was. He's a shot creator. He's a good passer. He's uh the best one of the best defenders in the class i mean the guy could probably win go all defense literally this year so yeah he's he's basically what we thought he was so what are you thinking about davion yeah davion i mean like the one thing that i did see from davion is that he has a high defensive iq high defensive ability he's one of the best defenders in this class next to scotty barnes it's kind of like a toss-up between who's better yeah. um right now so it's only a time of tell but that's just it's, it's going to be crazy, especially with Sacramento King trying to find their identity now that they've you know they're kind of moving in the right direction. They have they kind of we're seeing De'Aaron Fox, you know, what I mean, improve more. Buddy Hill really showing signs of life again, mm-hmm. and now they have this defensive you know presence in Davion Mitchell. Now, as long as they can cultivate that presence um, and grow it, then we'll be able to see something special in the near future with this young core because they're all still very young. I mean, I think yes. De'Aaron Fox might be like twenty five or something like that. Yeah, he's very young. They're all they're all really young. The youngest guy might be Tyler Halliburton. Between all those guards. Oh, and one more thing. That's a lot. That's a a direction we're seeing the NBA go in now. Is that a lot of these teams in the NBA that were once like really old dinosaur teams are really really young now. Yeah, really young. Yes, really young. Yes, half the teams are like twenty plus. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Uh, the only old teams are like Spurs, Lakers, of course, Golden State, Clippers. Clippers is old, but everything else is like young. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, Celtics are still, they're still fairly, they're like on the old side of young now, but they were yeah. young like two years ago. Yeah. A lot of old pieces on those two. Yeah. 
Well, oh, number- Sixers are young. I mean, are old. Yeah, I think uh, Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets are old too. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird thinking of Kevin Durant is old, but he's like thirty-two or thirty-three. Yeah. Yeah. All right. The next guy was uh, Kai Jones. Uh, he's he's another Charlotte guy. Uh, he's super raw, so a guy that is that head coach is not going to play him a ton of minutes. I mean, I've seen him do like crazy things when he's in there. Like, you know, he tried to block a shot against the uh, Sacramento Kings and he hit his hand like above the the free throw cylinder. Like, it's just it's stuff he does. Like, dear God, he's so athletic and he's just raw. So it's going to take time. He's a guy that's going to take two or three years for me to figure out if I was right or wrong about. So hopefully I was, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, I haven't really seen too much Kai Jones, so I'm just gonna take your word for it because you really studied these guys for the draft. So yeah, yeah, he's he's a, he's a raw athlete. All right, so the next guy is uh, Scotty Barnes. We had him eight, and we were wrong. Um, you know, I put in the draft profile that uh, he can be like 95 percent of Scotty Pippen. He's going to be a world-class defender. I thought he would average like 10, 6, and 8 in his uh, rookie year. That would be 6 assists, 8 rebounds at 10 points. Uh, More of his offensive game translated scoring-wise than I expected. More of the pull-up, mid-range shot, you know, little step-over stuff. I didn't expect that all to translate this quickly, which is a good sign for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, It's pretty rare for somebody to have he has no shot creation ability from the three-point line. Like, it's really bad. Like, he he basically chooses not to shoot from the three-point line. Like, his three-point percentage might be, like, 34%, but it's, like, if you watch him play and watch your eye test, it's mostly just standstill and, like, not him him not getting up a ton of threes. But then, like, his mm-hmm. 34% being this great, efficient three-point shooter. So, yeah. um, his upside... Is Scotty Pippen ish? Uh, I feel more comfortable saying like maybe a hundred and five, one hundred and ten percent of Andre Iguodala. That's where I feel like he can be. Um, mm-hmm. Hopefully, I'm wrong about that. But yeah, we should have had him higher. Um, but yeah, yeah. What do you think about Scotty? I think Scotty's in the perfect position right now and on the perfect team to cultivate his talent. Um, because, you know, Nick Nurse and what we've seen with the Toronto Raptors and, you know, you know, even with the Kawhi Leonard Toronto Raptors, Toronto Raptors was that they have a defensive identity. I mean, I know they lost Kyle Lowry, but they still have that defensive identity where they're going to, they're going to, you know, win games, um, through their defensive abilities and then outscore you at the end. Um, so I think that's like the perfect place for him. Um, I haven't seen too much of him, but I know he does have a little bit. He does. He, he really does lack with the three point shot. So that's something that as long as he works at it, he can develop that. Yeah. And when he does, he'll be a more complete player. Um, but yeah, we do. We are seeing flashes. I mean, he is in the running right now for rookie of the year. So yes. uh, like he's like a point or two behind um, Evan Mobley right now. Yeah. It's between them two. Like everybody, it's kind of crazy what the rookie of the year conversation is because like we're not even including like. Jalen Green and Kate really in that is really yeah. more like Scotty Barnes and Evan Mobley. They really just shocked the NBA with their play. Yeah, that's true. Then they're both high level defenders, so they they rebound, defend well, so that makes their stats they get it look even better. Yeah, yeah. So uh, 
the next guy is oh another thing I want to say about Scotty Scotty Barnes before we move on. He is a highly efficient basketball player. Um, so I definitely feel like there's some guys that do better on winning teams, and there's some guys that do better on bad teams, and he's one of those guys who's gonna be great on a winning team. Mm-hmm. Like a two or three of an NBA champion, perfect fit. Uh, so yeah, I, that's that's definitely something we we were definitely wrong. I was I was wrong about. All right, the next guy on the list, number nine, is Jalen Suggs. Now the guy was supposed to be. He was drafted number f- what five. He was supposed to be like Toronto Raptors might draft him at three. You know Jalen Suggs, all this hype. Uh, we had him at nine, and we got it right. The guy is shooting 25% from the three-point line. I'm sure that's going to go up. But, yeah. you know, when Cole Anthony... uh, When Cole Anthony is literally starting over you and getting more minutes than you, that makes me worried. Like, the guy is what we thought he was. Was like, okay, he's got good intangibles, but he does not shot great, and he's a point guard. A guy who's not a great shot creator at the point guard, usually that's like the most important skill right now from that guard position. So, you know, I'm, that's we, where he is what we thought he was. They are who we thought they were. That's literally Jalen Green. Jalen Green's Jalen Suggs. What are you thinking about him? Jalen Suggs, yeah. He's he's a great scorer. Um, I don't know about the Cole Anthony thing because – I've I seen Cole Anthony, you know, do some amazing things on the basketball court. Like, yeah, he, you know, he's really a takeover type of player. What I mean by takeover is, I mean, like, he really, you put the ball in his hand, and he could take over an entire game with his scoring. And that's kind of like what I was seeing on the Cole Anthony. So I don't really agree with the, okay, Cole Anthony's getting more minutes than him, because I think that we still have to cultivate Cole Anthony as well. But then you have that's to, true. like, you do have to put Jalen Suggs in as well. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Yeah, so... Yeah, it's about what we thought he was. The next guy in the list, uh, number ten, was uh, Josh Giddy. Uh, Josh Giddy is about what we thought he was. Uh, I know he went six to the Thunder, uh, but um, it it's a bad pairing. I'm gonna say it again. Him and Shea Gill just doesn't make much sense. Uh, because Josh Giddy needs the ball, you know what I mean, to develop and Shea's a point guard. Um, but it, it's he's he's a good passer. He's tall, good point, uh, efficient. He's not a great shot creator yet, a great shooter from the floor yet, but he still has some upside. He can grow. He's not a great athlete, but he has good size. So I think he'd be a very good player in the NBA, but he's about what we thought he was. What do you think about Josh Giddy? That's another guy I really like. When you talked about him the first time, I was like, I don't really know who this guy is. And I really failed at looking at him, um, especially during the OKC games, because I was so focused on Shea. Because I was like, you know, Shea is the guy. <laughs> so I really I, I really missed out on Josh Giddy there. Eh, that's okay. The uh, next guy, we only have a few guys left, is uh, Zyra Williams. Zyra Williams is... What we thought he was, I mean, he's a developmental, high upside shot creating wing, and he's just flashing it on the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, I would like to say before the draft started, uh, 
people were saying he was going to be late 20s, mid 20s. So when we had him 11 and he got drafted in the lottery, we got that right. Um, mass yeah. major NBA media got it wrong. So, yeah, I like what I'm seeing from Zaire Williams. What do you think about him? I mean, mass major NBA media always gets things wrong. We know this. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, you, honestly, I, I, okay, I'm going to get into him in a second. But honestly, we're probably, the, even though we, we have, you know, we don't have any, you know, true, like, NBA experience. You know what I mean? We're just fans of the game. But we studied the game. We're probably the most credible source you're probably going to find. Seriously. <laughs> if you're not, like, like <laughs> honestly, who's going to cover everything and not just LeBron, 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 even though LeBron is the greatest of all time, but we're not yeah. just going to just do that. And look yeah. at the whole picture of the NBA. Yeah. So, <clears throat> um, Dyer Williams, yeah, he, he's, he's, that's another one. Um, one of those guys who are on, the, like, that's another young team, too, that's really going to cultivate his talent and let, let yes. him, like, really shine. He's going he's gonna to get a lot, of, a lot more reps than he would if he was, like, on a championship contender, even mm. though not saying that the Memphis Grizzlies aren't, but when Ja comes back, they're definitely like a late first round, a second round kind of team. And then, you know, once they get these other talents going, because, oh, man, they are they have such a high upside. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, the Grizzlies, the Grizzlies upside as a team is really special. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You ready for the next guy? Yeah. Number 13 was uh Cam Thomas. He got drafted. Number 28, 28th pick in the draft. Uh, everybody was saying he was too small, not skilled enough, not... Brooklyn Nets, I, right? Yes. He literally is getting rotational minutes for a team yeah. trying to win an NBA championship right now. So I'm going to say we got that right. So what do you think about Cam Thomas? Yeah, you definitely got that right. I think you put him much higher than what he ended up being. I remember when we watched the draft together, you was like shocked he went so late. Yes. And like he was like Brooklyn definitely got a steal. And I'm definitely seeing that because oh my gosh, like the fact that he's getting minutes right now and the Brooklyn Nets are trying to win. And I see him like having impact as soon as he comes off the bench. He's yes. coming in, he's scoring, he's doing everything that they need him to do in order to win. Yes. And he's still so young. Definitely, definitely got that one right. And NBA once again got it wrong. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, baby. From one NBA getting it wrong to another. Ah, my, my, I, I, there's one true crush from from the basketball draft. You know who it is? Nashawn Bones Highland. I mean, he was number 14 in our power rankings. When I did that, when I put him at 14, he was going in the second round of mock drafts, Chris. Yeah. The sec- going from the second round of mock drafts to getting drafted by the Denver Nuggets, and now he's the 12th leading scorer of all rookies. And flashing everything. Literally, Miami Heat tried to run a 2-3 zone when he dropped 19 points in a game. He literally hit like five threes, and multiple of them are from the volleyball line. And the Miami Heat players look like they have no clue what was going on. If it was like a, <laughs> a trip in the make search. He's literally pulling up from like 28 feet, just like destroying the zone. Like, you need to listen to our podcast, Miami Heat. We could have told you you can't run a 2-3 zone against somebody's pulling from the volleyball line. Great. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. Nashawn Bones Highland. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do you what do you think about Bones? You were definitely right about him. I watched like a I didn't watch like any oh I watched film because I watched the Denver Nuggets, but I watched like something like before. 
Um, he got drafted where he was just playing pickup game, and you started seeing flashes. Then he was just like playing pickup game against like one on ones against like some randoms in the park. Mm-hmm. He's killing him. Couldn't even keep up. And now he now that he's in the NBA and, then, and he's was a sleeper in the draft. And I yes. was like, okay, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. And then Denver picked him up, and I was the happiest, you know, because yeah, he definitely has. I mean. <clears throat> He definitely has a lot of things that you wouldn't expect such a young player to have right away. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you just said it, he was able to read, like, okay, look, they're in two, three. Let me go ahead and stretch my shot out a little bit further so I can still be effective. Okay, wait, they're going to back up off me. He he reads the defense very well for a scorer, and that's really something yeah. that's really going to develop. And he's going to yeah. be an even deadlier scorer as time goes on. Yes. Yeah, I completely agree with you, man. I love – he got in the drafted in the perfect fit, too. Like, dear goodness, all the pick and roll with Nikola Jokic and them wanting bowl handlers that can be dynamic. He's going to be a perfect fit. That was, that was as long as he plays. Yeah. And the fact that he's playing, too. Like, they have Will Barton. They have that guy from Iowa State, Monte Morris, or something like that that's really good. Yeah. So, you know, that's another good sign. He's getting minutes. Because they're trying to be in the playoffs, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All right, so the last two guys are players I was wrong about. Let's go with Franz Wagner. Uh, I had him really low in the rankings. I think it was like 18 or something like that. Um, yeah, I was wrong about him. Basically, he, when, when he was coming out of the draft, he ran a lot of pick and roll at Michigan. And I was like, okay, well, that's not going to really translate. And his other parts of his game showed upside, but they were raw. And basically, those parts of his game were shooting, shot creating for himself, attacking the rim. He was 6'9 and moved really well, but basically what I would have guessed the best version of him being year two is already what he is right now. So that shot creation, that three-point shooting ability, that those abilities and make, being a good passer is basically what he is right now. Which is really impressive. He's like top mm. five in scoring. Scoring, he's like, he might be the leading scorer for the Magic. Him or Cole Anthony, legitimately, like he is doing really well. I was definitely wrong about that. Um, he is shooting. I mean, he's shooting thirty nine percent from the three point line. It's insanity. Uh, he's that also has really. I mean, he has he has more assists. It's by one, but he has more assists than Jalen Sucks. Like he is really fitting well in the NBA and. Uh, uh, yeah, this I I should have should have seen that. What do you think about France? One other guy I didn't get a chance to really look at. If you want to move on, because I know who number fifteen is, Chris Duarte, right? Yes, yeah, Chris <laughs> Duarte, number twenty on our power rankings. Just we, we I I got him wrong. Um, basically, I did Tim? Yeah, so he coming out of college, we knew he had three point shot was going to cr- translate. But he had this mid-range shot creation smooth like game off the dribble that he was doing in college that made him really great at Oregon. And I just didn't think that that would translate to the NBA because I guess I kind of misjudged how athletic he is. He's kind of one of those like sneaky athletes that doesn't look athletic but is athletic, you know what I mean? Uh, just a fluid guy. So, yeah, I, I missed on him. I should have had him higher. Um. Yeah. So, what do you think about Chris? Oh man, he's really a lights out type of shooter. Like he can really be yes. lights out. Like once he gets going, it's kind of hard to turn him off. And I think what I was seeing was that he really picks his shots well. And one, and if you let him shoot, he gets streaky very quickly. So, yeah. like I think it was against. 
I think it might have been against the Lakers. I'm not completely sure. But he torched them. Like completely. Yeah. I think they were leaving him open. He was knocking down corner threes. I think he even hit one falling out of bounds. He was just torching them. And that's one player that we got really wrong on because he was like, <clears throat> especially if you listen to that podcast, he, I think we were like, like, why would they choose him? Like, they, they it should, that was a terrible choice. We even graded yeah. it an F, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Definitely wrong. It's definitely an A for them, especially when they need that shooting ability coming, coming off the bench. And he might even be like moving into the starting lineup very soon because, I yes. mean, why would you not want that shooting? starting i mean like he could really take i mean he could take control of a game with the shooting he's he's like how i see it especially with just a couple games you know looking at um not on the level yet but you know how clay takes over like can like really mm-hmm. tearing the game around with his shooting yeah that's what chris Duarte has the ability to do yeah it's yeah. just like once you see one going you know it's gonna be a long night yeah yeah, I completely agree. He's, I mean, another reason why he was lower. I think we said that he would have been a top a lottery pick if he was not twenty four, because he's yeah. twenty four years old. But you know, he's he's just a, such a refined product, and everything that he was doing in college is definitely translating right now. So yeah, we got that wrong. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the end of people we got wrong or right. It's pretty early in the season, so these guys might change throughout the season. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty good. Uh, Chris, do you have anything else you want to say? No, 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 no. Um, so yeah, so like I said, this is just pretty much the end of that. Um, we might do another one, you know, just to see how that, you know, what comes when it gets closer to that rookie of the year award, just to see how everything really shaked out. If we really, truly got it wrong, or if maybe they were just showing flashes early and maybe they fall off toward the season, Mm because that can happen sometime. But a lot of these guys, we have to really understand. And I push this a lot on this podcast. If you listen to us. If you're new, welcome. If you're old, you probably know what I'm about to say is that we can't judge these players off of one season. We can't judge these players off of one year. We can't judge these players off of two or three years. It needs yeah. time. Look at Julius Randle. I mean, like, everybody was ready to throw him away. Literally yes. throw him away. Yeah. And he's balling right now. It's, sometimes it takes the right fit, the right coach, and the right system for you to excel. A lot of yes. players are system players, so we can't really fault them for being in the wrong system. It, you know, mm-hmm. A lot of teams don't know how to run the right system for that player, but once that player finds the right system, they can really, 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 really excel. And we've yes. seen that now with Julius Randle. We're seeing that with Lonzo. Um, <clears throat> with Lonzo. We have seen that before New Orleans went fucking stupid and traded everybody away. We've yes. seen that with Brandon Ingram. Um, we were seeing players who we were like, they have the ability, but they're just not showing it. We were seeing these people, these players really show and come into their own. Yeah. So I would say we can grade them as much as we want to, but we have to always be aware that it takes time. Yeah, these are guys fresh out of one year of college. Didn't spend four years. Didn't really to cultivate their talent. Just really jumped into the NBA. Yeah. So a lot of a lot of these guys are one and done. It's not so many people are doing two, three years, four years in college anymore. So we have to give them time to develop. A lot of everybody's not going to be Lamelo. Everybody's not going to be um, Carmelo. Everybody's not going to be Iverson. Everybody's yeah. not going to be. You know what I'm saying? They're not going to be like these one and done guys. Everybody's not going to be. A De'Aaron Fox. Everybody's not going to be Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, a lot of these guys are going to be Julius Randle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree with you, Chris. That's always that's a good point. Well, uh, this is where we're going to end the podcast. Uh, so yeah, you guys can find us on Instagram, TikTok, uh, YouTube, um, Spotify, Apple. You can Google us, basketballaddicts.com. Uh, you can uh, find us there. So yeah, uh, 
Chris, anything else you want to say? Nope. Just you know, thank you for listening, and we are. I'm Chris Muhammad. I'm Jason Collins, and we're the Basketball Addicts. Peace. Out. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.